Hi, everyone. This is Martin Willis with the Antique Auction Forum with episode number 106 with Lee Kino. Just a couple of announcements. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash auction underscore podcast. We like people to like us on Facebook, and that icon is right on our website, which is antiqueauctionforum.com. And if you'd like to listen to us on your smartphone, we have a free app from Stitcher right on our website. Today's guest needs a little introduction. You've probably seen him in your living room a number of times on the PBS Antiques Roadshow, Lee Kino, and I hope you enjoy today's show. This podcast is sponsored by WorthPoint. Find out what your antiques are worth at worthpoint.com. I'm here in Manhattan, the mecca of antiques, and I'm with Lee Kino. How are you doing, Lee? I'm great, Martin. Good to see you. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. And I've, I told you as I came in here, since I started this podcast, people have been emailing me, get one of the Kinos on your show. And finally it happened. <laughs> all, yeah. these, all these misguided people. You know, <laughs> no accounting for poor days, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but here I am, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, you showed me around your office. You have some absolutely amazing things here. Thank you. And you actually run your auctions right here. I do. I mean, we've had uh, auctions up in Stamford, Connecticut. We had at a Marriott, and that was that went great. Our first auction was there a couple of years ago, and uh, happily, you know, it it, it uh, grossed just over six million. So it was it spoiled me wow. just coming out of the gate. You know, yeah, so that's thought, always a yeah, that, that's a powerful easy. first auction. This is easy. I'll <laughs> just have a six million dollar auction every time, and then, <laughs> and then I found out it wasn't so easy to always yeah. put together. A, a big auction like that. Absolutely, it's it's a, it's a lot of people don't realize the work that goes into it. But you have, you have a brand. I mean, people know who you are, and most people know who you are from the the Antiques Roadshow. You got to admit. I mean, a lot they, of people they know do. you from that. It's they, been they a real do. good thing for you. No, pardon me. They they do, and, and the Antiques Roadshow is so great. And it's we happily volunteered our time, um, mm -hmm. all the appraisers to do that, and it's been. It'll be 16 years. Wow. Uh, you know, I think 17 coming up this summer, amazingly. It's just incredible. Um, you know, I love doing I love yeah. doing it. We were there at the first one in Concord, Massachusetts. Wow. I'll never forget because yeah. there, you may have heard this, but there are about maybe 800 people there. And, you know, some of those people, out of 800 people, you know, you have, you have a couple people that just have a, like a bent fork. Yes. You know, a stainless steel fork. Yes. That is <laughs> I've seen know, all that time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. my grandmother's. You have and to let them down easy. <laughs> you do. And yeah. I, I am good at that because, yeah. I, I, I don't know, I, I'm good at that because, you know, some I have many things like that at home uh -huh. that... If someone told me this is only worth 50 cents to get out of here, yeah. you know, I'd say, wait a minute. This is my grandfather's fishing knife that he always brought fishing on. Don't tell me it. You know, yep. so I understand, yeah. even though I understand value, you know, you have to say that I sometimes say, you know, this is a lot of sentimental value to you. It means a lot. That's the important thing. And that really is. That's a good way to. That really is. That's yeah. the important thing. Monetary yeah. value for something like this, it really isn't. It's like. It's, it really isn't important. So you have a real treasure and keep it. Yeah. And then they leave with it. We make sure that everyone leaves with a smile on their face. Now, how many people show. come to the road show now? Isn't it in the thousands? It's in the thousands. It averages yeah. like 4,500 to 5,000. And out of that, um, well, we have 20 shots or so that actually make the, 
the show? I think they're more than that now. Well, they get three shows out of each. Oh, they do. City. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And uh, eat three hour-long shows, and mm -hmm. then they might get some extra that they use later, like behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you know, for for another show. And and PBS uh, WGBH, uh, the, the station up in Boston, just does a great job. Right. Pulling it all together. I mean, it's yeah. it's an amazing operation that goes around the country. It know? really is. I mean, I just have been involved in just regular appraisal clinics. Right. I know what's involved in that, but to actually put something like that on the road is, uh, I can't can't imagine the undertaking of something it, like that. It's great. They, they have it. They have it right down. After doing it for this many years, you know, mm -hmm. you, you perfect things. Things get better. Now it's high definition. So yeah. if I have a, a zit. A, <laughs> I, I, I zit on my cheek. I got to pop it and you know, hey, cover that up. The, the camera's going to zoom yeah. right in on that. So. Yeah, purposely. <laughs> yeah, purposely. Exactly. There is a zit. Yeah. There is a pimple. Yeah. You know, but but that, that high definition, I'll tell you. Um, but it's uh, no. But the great thing about high definition is it shows the antique yeah. really well. Yeah. You know, shows the, the painting really well. The object. That's right. And yeah. you can really look at it. Yeah. It's now, one of your specialties, both you and your brother, you're really into furniture, and I love right. furniture. Do you? And I, I always like the way you describe, and you can tell that you have a passion for it. And uh, that's what I've always liked thank watching you, you on, on uh, when you explain something, well, like the special you. curves of something or, you know, something that makes it just that much better. Thank you. What, what do you uh, like about furniture? Which, uh, uh, just the, 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 the time and quality that someone put into it is yeah. important to me. And then when you look at it, just a beautiful carving that is, rises above. The quality. Um, you know, like when you get the pierced uh, claw on the, uh, on the, the talon. On the talons, on the claw, ball, and Something yeah. that's just a little bit above the, the rest. I, I, just, I just sit at awe and look at a piece. I just wish we had something turn up in the roadshow with a pierced uh, open talon with those yeah. little... Uh, where you could say air between the ball and the talon, because that would probably be worth uh, up, yeah. upwards of seven figures if it was a if it were a tea table. But right, um, yeah. they've sold for seven million dollars. Uh, I know that uh, was uh, one through your brother actually handled that yes, one, right? Yes, he yeah. sold it, and uh, I, I, I happened to underbid it. It was a Goddard. Was it a Goddard? It was a, it was a Goddard uh, tea table. Yeah, it's yeah. From the, the Nicholas Brown uh, owned mm -hmm. and gave to his daughter and came down in the family, but... Same as the secretary that went for $12 million. Secretary sold... Yeah, that was Nicholas Brown's secretary, but yeah. owned by a different... It was a different branch of the family, but yeah, that was the first, of course, piece to... Well, I set a record for... Yeah. Which, as you know, still stands. You know, that That's $11.5 right. yeah. for that secretary that sold at uh, Christie's. And, and uh, you know, other p things have come up that are great, like the mm -hmm. secretary at uh, Sotheby's that sold for... Eight million, and and uh, you know, and record just are, the thing about the market is that records are still being set yeah. every, every day. Um, That's right. You know, in our last auction, we had uh, we set a record for a for a joint chest. It was a 17th century chest with the original paint that was dropped. Wow. That it was so amazing. That and, long um, and original paint that is yeah, amazing. From yeah, from Windsor, Connecticut, and wow. we knew the original owner, and it came right down through the family, and it turns up right. Uh, down the right behind my father's property. Really? So this chest, my father sends me pictures one day that, you know, he sends down pictures because they might know. Did your father find this? No, yes. He, <laughs> he did, did yeah, all right. It, it, wow. it, it, it did, it did. It's, uh, some people know that we were on TV maybe and, and it's, they go up to dad's farm up in Mohawk where we uh -huh. 
grew yeah. up yeah. up in Mohawk, New York. And they'll drive up and say, hey, Ron, you're, can you send this picture down to your boys down in the yeah. city? They, they do the auction <laughs> thing. So uh, luckily, Dad sent the pictures down to me yeah. and um, for Kino auctions. And uh, I, opened the, I opened the letter, and he thought it was just a Turkish... He honestly told me not to say this, but I'll, I'll say because he has a good he has a <laughs> he good won't sense. he has a good sense of humor. And hopefully yeah. he won't hear he won't hear this. <laughs> but it was uh, he thought it was Turkish kind of a carved chest, and it was a it was a Windsor, Connecticut red painted wow. with a blue top and sides. Um, wow, what did that joint, joint chest? And we knew who yeah. made it, we knew who owned it, we know everything. That's and it amazing. Set a, set a record when it sold for six hundred and Phew. almost I think it was eighty two. Just just over six hundred fifty thousand. That's great for dollars for a for a joined for a joined yeah. pilgrim chest. Yeah, and that then is a, amazing. we had a federal white painted table that brought three hundred and forty thousand. That was just wow. a, a made by made by Seymour, yep. painted probably in Peniman's shop. Uh, this mm -hmm. painter in Boston is very famous by one of his apprentices, and we knew who that was. It was just when you have really great documented pieces that yeah. have a you know, an 11 on a scale of 1 to 10, they take off. You never know what's going to happen. Never. You really don't. They it's hard to estimate pieces like that, too. You want to be conservative because you want to get a lot of people on the hook to bid. Yeah. But then it's really hard if the... It must be difficult if the owner has an idea what it's worth and is trying to get you to set a really a much higher estimate. Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a really important thing. The most, the, this owner and the owners of most of the things I deal with totally... Trust me, because they say yeah. I say, listen, we're in the same boat. You're just letting yeah. me guide the boat, yeah. and and do the do a lot of the rowing, and that's what I that's what you hired me to do. So I'm gonna my advice is gonna be is gonna help both of us. So mm -hmm. I I I told on the chest I said it was worth at least a half million, and I said we should put one to two hundred on it. Yep. Okay, and they trusted me because when they heard the smart one to, move. when they heard the one to two hundred, they almost had a heart attack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they thought it was just this, you know, yep. this old chest. And and honestly, I don't, oh, you I'm, mean they they were surprised it was that high? Is oh, that what yeah. you're saying? Oh, they oh that's it was wonderful. Nothing. They thought it was yeah. just a family. They thought it was a car painted chest, and and they're literally the man's property is the we used to go up the dirt road right next to our house and motorcycle or snowmobile past his house. Yeah. I mean, for, when we were growing up. And he wow. he uh, owned it since 1974, so we were teenagers. You know, so it's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it, it's kind of neat that something that great would turn up right next to our property. That's, a, that's great. And Dad's sent it down. So, yeah. uh, so Now, um, your, your childhood, you grew up in Mohawk? Yes. And Mohawk. is your family still in the same house? Uh, it is. It wow, is. that's great. And a lot of times when you say Mohawk, people th think it's Mohawk, that wonderful place on the Hudson <laughs> with the, you know, it's the place uh -huh. you could stay, that big uh, hotel, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. A lodge. But it's, it's Mohawk like the Indians. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's up near Herkimer and a, just a great place to grow up, you know? Yeah. Um, idyllic with the streams. We were fishing all the time. We had go-karts, mo motorcycles. Dad was always restoring a car and taking a engine out and putting it in hmm. another, and uh, just a real great place to be. You know, yeah. we drove tractors, everything. You know, yeah. climb trees. You know, I wish my son. I have a fourteen-year-old, and I wish my son. Uh, well, he does experience it actually when in the summertime, but it's just mm -hmm. two weeks when we go up to visit Dad upstate. Yeah, yeah. But good, good place. Good place to grow up. First thing that comes to mind when I'm thinking about your brother. There's a couple of things. First of all, 
it must have really helped excel to have someone that close both have the same interests, bouncing things off of each other all your life since you were kids, really? Well, and that's um, when we were a kid, definitely, because we, we were often in our, in our own little world <clears throat> every day. You know, we just go off on some uh, treasure hunting trip looking for, you know, uh, looking for bottle dumps. Yeah, I did that too. You did yeah, that? Yeah, Wasn't yeah. That fun? Oh, yeah. Find a house. It. Look, did you always yeah. look for the. Look for the old house and the foundations. Old house and the granite all, foundations. Right. There yeah. was always a couple tree. Uh, I forgot what kind of tree that was growing near a near a bottle dump, but it was a. Like a maple or something? Not I a think, maple, yeah. but, it, but the, ba the bank was always where they threw them over, right? Yeah. If, if yeah. There was a bank nearby. Yeah. And you find that one little shard of. Tin or something, you realize there's a dump under there, and you start. There you yeah, go. with the clam rake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you get but the, or a hoe. Or the neat thing is, the further you go down, the the earlier it yeah. gets. Yeah, yeah. I used right? to love doing that. Yeah, and poison ivy and all cuts yeah. and all that, but yeah. it's still a lot of fun. It's yeah, it's and luckily I don't think we ruined any historical sites because yeah. it was you know I, if it were an 18th century house, I think we wouldn't have wouldn't have dug. And I'm a real preservationist now so mm. i wouldn't you know I, i'd bring in an archaeological team but, <laughs> but we're talking about stuff worth 25 cents each that we're doing yeah, yeah. Up, right that right. we're thrilled about because it had colors <laughs> yeah yeah so um do you ever compete against uh leslie now i mean this is kind of a you're in kind of a situation where you could definitely compete here in new york yes martin we, we've been competing well really when i was at christie's back when that's I was right 20, yeah, that's right when yeah. i was at first doyle's when i was mm -hmm. 22 for a couple of years and then i moved down to Christie's and to join their appraisals company to be vice president of appraisals, which just means you're, you know, you're running around doing, doing appraisals, and it was a lot of fun. But at 24, boy, I thought, vice president, hey, hey, this is really, you know, yeah. there were probably like 60 vice presidents in that company. <laughs> in that but you were time. the vice president. But boy, did I feel, you know, yeah. I'm important for a few days. Uh, I'm, I'm just, just kidding. I, Never take titles really that seriously, but uh, at all. So, um, but it was a great experience of going around the country doing doing these appraisals, and mm. and then I switched places with someone, which is my real goal, and, and that was in American Furniture who wanted to mm. do appraisals. We switched, then I was in American Furniture, and and in direct competition with uh, Leslie, who's in American Furniture Sotheby's. Mm -hmm. So we'd be the ones burning the midnight oil. There's something wrong with it because we, we were both doing it last night. I was up till this morning, I mean, yeah. till 1.30 or 2 in the morning. Um, and I asked him this morning, he said I was too, you know, so <laughs> we were doing that 30 years ago, you know. Well, so. I remember, what, five years ago, I sent you some pictures of a beautiful uh, pair of Georgian Chippendale chairs. Do you remember those fantastic I chairs? I do, library yeah. Chairs? What happened and you those? called, oh, I'll tell you a second, you called me at 10 o'clock California time. So that was one o'clock in the morning. You were still working. Oh, that's right. Yes. And you said you get like 250 emails a day or something. <laughs> that was a few years ago too, right? Yeah, right. it was a few oh. years ago. Yeah. That's, and it's what it's, it's like, because you want to get, my problem is I, wa I want to answer all the mail from people that, that have watched the show or, or people mm -hmm. that just want to sell their items. And, and it's much more, it's much busier now that I have an auction house because yeah. we, we, we sell, we have a painting specialist, uh, Betty Krulik, who's mm -hmm. one of the best in the world. She's, she's on the road show, but, but we work together at Christie's and she had a Phillips uh, American painting department. And wow, so she joined you? She, and she joined me to catalog yeah. the, uh, the American paintings. And we're probably, we have modern paintings in this next sale that are 
1988 that'll br probably bring 200,000 or 150,000 that are major. Yeah, and we we're talking about that off air a little bit, how a lot of people are moving toward modern art. You're it, seeing a trend. Yes, there is a, definitely a trend. And, and uh, I was talking with a group of young people the other day and I, uh, I asked them, yeah, there's 22 of them, and we were, we were at a at high point, you know, where, where the new furniture lines are launched. Leslie and I have oh, a yeah. new furniture That's line. That's right. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah, yeah. and all our, all, our, all, our, all our furniture is very has very clean lines and, yeah. you know, very modern. And I said, uh, they said, we, we like this a lot, you know, and I said, uh, that's really nice. Thank you and appreciate it. And why, why do you like the clean lines, the modern, functional, clean lines? And this is six different people, six or seven 22-year-olds standing there, graduates. And they said, I, they said they're like looking at me like, oh, trying to come up with something. And I uh -huh. pulled out my iPhone and pulled off the uh, rubber cover that made it, keeps it from breaking. I held it up and I said, does this have something to do with it? <laughs> and they all, without looking at each other, just nodded straight ahead. They all nodded. They said, and one guy said, The simple design. You've, you've got a point. Because the iPhone is the epitome, the ultimate apex of design and functionality mm -hmm. all in one. So they are influenced by that being the, you know, the, 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 the top, you know, an Apple. Apple stock's going crazy. Yeah. You know, they've given away dividends. But it's not about that. It's about the design and how well... Well, I guess that's... The fact that the stock's going crazy means that everybody's buying yeah. Apple. And other, there are other companies, too. I'm not... I don't endorse... I use Apple, but I don't... Well, we're recording on one right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're recording on Apple yeah. right now, right. And I have an iPhone in my pocket. So I... But I... Um, I know I, I do I, I do think that it's uh, it's 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 affected these the, the obviously the, the the technology and the design of it has affected what young people like mm -hmm. and you know with the again with a teenager myself I uh, I see it you know it's he'll go for I have a Zaha Hadid uh, sofa that's 19 2006 that the the Met, Metropolitan Museum bought one I just had to I got one of right 20 mm -hmm. at auction about five years ago just to keep and it's it looks like a big boomerang with <laughs> yeah. all these uh, this her name's Zaha Hadid H-A-D-I-D she's an architect and does these well, but she made these a few editions of furniture and this sofa could, takes up the whole room I mean it takes up the whole back room is it and one is it one it's piece one piece it's, it's be covered, very hard to move it's covered with like sparkle uh Finished like on a Mustang that would have been redone with <laughs> oh, yeah. five coats. What they call that the flake, sparkle. something flake or something yeah. flaky. Yeah. But my point is, is like that was his. That was his favorite piece, and that was his his friend's favorite. All that was their favorite piece in the whole place, filled with yeah. everything else. Well, just getting back to the question you yeah. asked me about those chairs. Yeah. I went to that house, and uh, it was the chairs were worth more than their house. Oh <laughs> the house is gosh. kind of falling apart, but they will. Because they were a gift, they would never sell them according to them. So uh, they still have them as far as I know. Well, I, I tried to scare them into saying that they needed to insure them. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, uh, you know. They didn't want to pay insurance probably. Yeah, right, they, right? they're not insured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's nice that they're honoring the uh, fact that they're a gift. I, I like yeah. to hear that. That's yeah. right. I agree with that. So let's talk a little bit about your furniture line. That's interesting. I looked online and I saw 
what I really enjoyed the chair, and I can't remember what you called that chair. It was the, like the a, slope. Was it? It was a slope, slope chair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, With I really like the design. Thank you. Now, who does the actual designing of your furniture? Uh, Leslie and I do. You actually. really do. We, and you have someone. What's the person's name? Well, that, what uh, we do is the company is called Theodore Alexander, and um, it's it's a London company, London investors mostly, based in Saigon. So it's in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. They have uh, about 4,000 craftsmen, about 2,000 wow. craftsmen, the other workers. And it's the company, it's, it's, it's a company that where we went down for nine days and they have, they have medical benefits for the workers. They, they're, everyone wants to work there. They, they all have a, you know, you, mm -hmm. if you work in a good company that takes care of you, yeah. you want your your cousins, your brothers. To, so it's, it's, it's kind of got a waiting list of people to work there. Wow. You know? And the, it's, everybody has to wear khakis and different colored shirts depending on where you work. So black shirt for the loading dock, red mm -hmm. shirts, craftsmen, you know. But anyway, the craftsmanship there is fabulous at Theodore Alexander. And they, we can do anything that we want. The, um, and they'll do, you yeah. design it and they'll build it. Head of the company said the only limitation for you is your imagination. Wow. Yeah. So we're finding Sounds that like out. Sounds like a good fit. That's great. It's a yeah. good fit. Thanks. And we, it, it, it's clean line, functional things that we, we, we hope we think also fit in with people with, it, with some antiques or some other, some vintage furniture, mm -hmm. Ponte or Molino or any, some, or Danish furniture. Yeah, but it yeah really there's fits. a little flair. That sling chair has a little bit of Danish yep. uh, modern influence, I thought. With the slope? Yeah, or, yeah. slope chair. I'm slope sorry. chair, yeah, a little bit. Maybe we're talking about a different one. This one has mahogany arms like a ski slope, and, and it it's has organic. A, the way, yeah, it's an organic chair, yeah. Yeah, that organic, kind of like a more craftsman uh, tradition, like uh, mm. Eshrick or somebody like that who I love, Nakashima. Because yeah. We love all that. Uh, I like Nakashima. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, great it's, stuff. It's great stuff. And Ward yeah. Nashuk was a genius as well. I, and all those things I, uh, I collected for a while and I put them in storage. So I just, I, I love them. I can't afford to collect them. I'm running an yeah. auction now, so I don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's and it's well, if I Go back to the line. I'll just say that our our furniture line sells sells um, twice a year at High Point. You know that we present oh, okay. our new our, mm -hmm. our thirty to fifty new. Uh, designs, and it's up to about a hundred and give or take a hundred and twenty-five, thirty designs wow. now that we've done objects, and and that includes some smaller things like lamps and and looking in mirrors and mm -hmm. you know ice bucket, champagne buckets, you know, and uh, and all that. So and it sells across the country happily, and uh, so we I met some we met some great uh, Leslie and I met some great uh, you know store owners and. And then around the world. And, uh, and, now, is there a uh, website somebody can go on to see yeah, these? Yeah, it's the, uh, theateralexander.com. Okay. And I think if you just Google uh, Kino Bro, B-R-O-S. Yeah, I saw your label, Kino Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the Theater Alexander, it, it'll come up. But, yeah. Uh, it's going to be, the neat thing is it's going to be in India and, uh, uh, let's see, in, in, in India, hopefully we're uh, right in the verge of uh, mainland China, you know, or Shanghai, just a, they're a great client. Of course, they're the mm. real get for the future. And then, uh, and definitely uh, Santiago, Chile, Costa Rica, a lot of nice uh, wow. places. So I'll yeah. have to visit them to kind of yeah. check out our line, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would <laughs> think we, so. Yeah. If we have time, right? <laughs> right, right, when you have time. 
Now, what do you think, uh, you know, I'm looking around at the, some beautiful things. You have a beautiful little knee hole here, mm -hmm. desk, and, and a, a low boy, a dressing a low boy there, and yep. things like that. What do you think the future of co collecting that, you think the high end is always going to be collectible, but what do you think about the the middle of the road of I mean, we've all seen a drastic change in that right right i think yeah. it's like it really is like anything else that um you know even in uh funny i was talking with a uh with a friend yesterday who deals in african or tribal art mm -hmm. and of course it's a dangerous area unless you're dealing with a great a great dealer who mm -hmm. you know yeah. who absolutely guides you because they're yeah it's it, the so much made over there so many yeah. fakes and yeah. over here now and just 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 so many fakes, but he was saying that the, that, that there's it's it's pretty easy to sell the things under five thousand because people want a decorative look. But the things between five and a hundred thousand yeah. are hard to sell. Yeah, I handled a little a little uh, Congo statue that the only way I got the money for it was the solid provenance in the family. Yep, you know all the way back to around nineteen ten. If great. it didn't have that. People didn't want anything to do right, with it. Right, right, right. You know? That's great. And it had a letter of affidavit written and all that stuff. You just have to do that because you're right. There's so many people so good yep. at uh, making fakes. And yes. that's something I talk about all the time in this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, fakes? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's uh, the great, uh, the nice thing now is that um, well, with furniture, it's, it, it's very easy to tell for some reason yeah. now when something's fake. There's some really good people. They're just repairing pieces, honest repairs, but mm -hmm. for clients. But what hap What might happen? I, what I worry about is that uh, that that the sheet will get lost, saying what repairs they do. That's and right. Especially yeah. if it doesn't have drawers and uh, mm -hmm. there's something to attach it to, uh, and then uh, they, 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 it never gets found out. You know, yeah. the repair is so good, they blended it in. Mm -hmm. There's no way of, of knowing. So. So what I believe in when you have repairs, like let's say you have a high boy and the brackets flanking the leg, which are usually uh, you know nailed on or glued on, a couple are missing. We, I just, I'll have the front, uh, you, if it's, sometimes I'll leave it, I'll, I'll have made so that the back uh, has uh, different saw marks, like circular saw marks. So you can see, the, obviously see the... Didn't come until 1850, right, right, yeah. and 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 I usually initial when Alan Anderson did my work, uh, and he still does some stuff. Um, I I just put AA on it with the date. I'll write it in pencil on the back. So. Almost like a clock repair when the the clock repair people oh, always write that? inside. You know, where did you read? Did you read? No, that? you you can see in the clock repair when anyone works on a clock how they scribe it in. It's so the funny date, you say you know. that. Did did you? But you've had that happen. I've seen that, yeah. Okay, I, I had a Willard. I, can I say really quickly? I had a, I'll say sure, this really yeah. quick. I had, a, I had a Willard banjo that was untouched, untouched. Wow. You know, like it was yeah. the Aaron Willard with a beautiful throat dial and a, and a great uh, bottom area, I think, with um, Aurora down there. And uh, and I sold it back in the 80s for 25000 which was, wow. you know. It was, it was, That's it, pretty major for Yeah, it was, yeah. but it was mint in it. Had, had had the bracket underneath, and it was a really great mm. one. Had everything original. But first I had to get it running. So I sent it to my clock guy then, who's, who's somebody highly recommended, because the, 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 the works were gunked up. You know, mm. they were just set up. And I said, just get it running, you know. So I get it back about two months later and give him a bill for $350 or whatever, and, you know, stuck the 
stuff in the file and then put it up, you know, and it ran. Well, I sell it to a major, major wealthy, uh, actually a probably billionaire family that put it down south in their home. And about, let's fast forward 20 years, you know, I get a call from Christie's who's selling uh, this collection. And and they know me very well. I work there, of course, and yeah. I know all the, I buy there, this is when I was a dealer about eight, seven years ago. And they, I buy there, I help them, you know, with things, even if I point out, point out things, they're friends. They said, Lee, we've got a clock here, and, and we cataloged it with, it has these brand new works, I mean, brand new works in it. They're signed by the maker and dated. And um, then we found out, the catalog went to press, we, they, they, they gave us the files later, and they found out that you sold it. Like, they must have switched. I was just asking what went on. What do you have a picture of the original works? Oh Why would they, you know? Because so they're asking that because they know that I would never sell. Yeah. And I, my reputation is like, you know, that's my that's all I have, and I, I, they know I never sell a pizza where the price works. And I said, let me come down. Let me come. Let me, I'll be right down. You know, I just mm -hmm. said, like, so I go down there. They've it's all, they've got it all apart, and, and sure enough, the works are there, the original works, but they've been so buff, so oh, clean, no. so polished. Yeah, the, and the clock make the clock fixer put his name engraved the with a dental tool <laughs> and the date into the plate of this Simon of oh this my God. Wow. and wow. the date you know 1980 I can't yeah. remember the exact date 86 it was 20 years before and I was just apoplectic I was like how if I ever knew I I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have, I, I obviously would have stopped using them that day yeah but I used them for a few more years. But I couldn't believe it, and I said wow. to them, "You guys, you guys won't believe it." But of course, this is these are old works. Here's, you know, this is what I this the, here's the receipt. Yeah, for, I found yeah. I have the receipt downstairs for what he did. He did the bushing, just polished it. So I'm, from then on, so anyway, I ended up uh, having a friend of mine I ended up buying a clock dealer. Uh, anyway, Gary Sullivan, who's a major, you know, clock dealer, and. Uh, because he knew it was right, but it was still compromised because mm -hmm. even though the works were original, they had been so buffed up. And, and then the dental tool is on the actual plate itself? On the plate. Yeah, it was a very light engraving, but still. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were absolutely original works. So, yeah. you know, just like Leslie and I judged at Pebble Beach, you know, the car yeah. show every I was year. there a few years ago. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. such a, an amazing experience. It's, yeah. In fact, it's coming up in August, and we, we judge uh, preservation class. So he, he's with two other judges on the pre-war cars, and I do post-war mm. uh, cars. So you're looking under the fenders of Bugattis, Maseratis, for, uh, you know, Ferraris, uh, you know, uh, most some race cars, some road cars, uh, and it's just fabulous, you know, looking mm. for originality, just like we do with uh, furniture and with paintings and everything else that we sell that we sell here. For instance, I've been doing all our lives, but it's but we're trying we're we're in a movement to to leave the preserved cars original, the original mm -hmm. cars original. Do not to not restore them. Don't rip out the seats. Heaven forbid. Don't rip out the roofing. Uh, and when know, they do, they do it better than it was done original. A lot of the restorations oh, I've seen in cars are like way overdone compared to what it was. Done way overdone. Yeah. It's 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 really a travesty to do that because sometimes it, it'll be a let's say a Bugatti barn find where there's mm. there are two left in the world, there the other one's already been ruined, you know, mm -hmm. because it's been totally restored, everything chromed and 
ripped out. And, and this is the one that is, is, is pristine and could be conserved versus, mm -hmm. per, versus restored. It's yeah. two different things. And you could have it mint, you could buff the original paint, I have it, and it would be, I swear, more more of a talking piece. That would get more attention yeah. than the one that's all polished up like new. Now, and, if they went to auction, what would be the difference? Well, that's the point. Good point. I mean, these guys, some sell, you know, let's say Bugatti sells for $3.5 and the guy spends a million restoring it. He has $4.5 in it. The only way they're going to learn, these guys that restore cars, totally, and ruin, take away the history, the history of usage, mm -hmm. and the... Uh, the whole soul of the car is yeah. gone. Why don't you go out and buy a new replica? Just, yeah. But keep the car original if you got it. I'm with you on this stuff. Yeah. Thanks, man. Upholstery, right? Paint, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I hope, it, hopefully someday they'll bring less, and I think they already are mm -hmm. bringing less money. So if he pays $3.5 million and he spends all this money and it sells for $2 million after he ruins it, that would teach him a lesson, and that'll probably yeah. be uh, the way it'll start happening. There's a huge movement out at Pebble Beach, uh, led by the head, the head of the judging, and, and uh, Mr. Gilbertson and, and other people, and uh, to, to take a whole different approach. So that it can only be original once. That's right. the most important. Right. You yeah. know that phrase. Yeah. You can't go back once you take the original. Once you take mm -hmm. the paint off a car, to rip the seats out, throw them away, and the same goes with that banjo clock. It can yeah. only be original once. That, yeah. Those those works could have gotten running and mm -hmm. then left the plates nice Just and plain cleaned, bushings replaced right. if they had to be. Could have you know. even learned left the dirt on the plates where it does where they're not near, near moving parts. Yeah. Just leave it. I mean, yeah. just get. And that's what they do with the Ferraris that they had a GTO Ferrari. Uh, they'll. That's I, I raced a Ferrari for um, for eight years, a 1980 12-cylinder rear engine car. And uh, it was a collector's Fun. item because they made 29 of them for, to race in Le Mans and Sebring and Daytona. And I left the outside of the engine and all, we put the, the original body parts with all the sponsors up in my dad's barn. And we had a truckload of extra parts from, the racing, from its racing days in 80, 81, mm. 82, 83, 84. It raced at Watkins Glen and Sebring and, we put those up there, but I, I redid the engine totally so that it would run and you, so that a wheel wouldn't fall off and, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, yeah. which happened to me once in another car. And we, we absolutely left the outside of the engine dirty, you know, just, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of guys didn't get that. They look in there and go, Kino, your engine's filthy, man. <laughs> but, I, but I like, I want the original paint on the, on the exhaust manifold, you know, the exhaust yeah. manifolds, the original black paint. And I like, that doesn't make it go slower. That doesn't, I want it original. So mm -hmm. it, 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 it was one of the most, it, it still is, I hope, one of the most original Ferraris, uh, BBLM, 512 BBLMs out there. Mm -hmm. So Now, I've had people say to me, um, they've taken a quote from you from the road show saying, Oh, you know, I shouldn't have had this refinished, should I have? And I've, I watched the roadshow and, and it dress, and it really does. I had, um, I used to do restoration in my, when I was in my 20s, and I had someone bring me a beautiful Chippendale desk, an original finish, yeah. and it was grungy and dry and everything like that. And they said, ask me to refinish it, and I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I walked into their house because it was a friend of mine. 
about uh, six months later, and it was shiny. Uh, they had someone else do it. Uh, and uh, couldn't you, Good just, for you for saying no, but then yeah, they, oh it, my just, gosh. it just happens. And, uh, you know, there's many, many cases where I'm sure you can quote what something would be worth compared yeah. to what it is worth refinished. Probably taken away hundreds of thousands. The most extreme example was, I think, that the, the knee-hole desk that sold, uh, you know, uh, to, it's it, at auction for 3.6 million, and it was a uh, Edmund Townsend Newport, Rhode Island three uh, four shell mm. Nihal desk sold from the Meyer collection. So, you know, other desks had brought two million and one and a half million, but this this brought 3.6, and I happened to buy it for a client. I didn't buy it to put in my living room, but um, the reason we bought it was a combination of things, it being a great piece, but but uh, the, most importantly, because it had that that great patina yeah. and finish, and if you scrape that off, you'd have a little handful of uh, dust, you could blow it, like, mm -hmm. and it would scatter, but that 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 varnish, that dirt uh, that you could scrape off or wash off, um, was probably worth at least uh, at least I'd say at least a million eight uh, two million because we wouldn't have, well, that's we a wouldn't, really good point well, we wouldn't yeah. have bid if it was cleaned up my client yeah. wants things in original condition yeah. wow yeah so you take out a lot of buyers and it only takes mm -hmm. two to tango mm -hmm. and you don't have prices like 3.6 if someone has a really great great piece like that mm -hmm. and then it and they get it and it was refinished in the 30s or something like that. Is there anything that can be done or is it just, it's just gone? Well, you know, I, th I think some pieces are okay ref refinished. I mean, honestly, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, first of all, I don't think federal furniture is affected as much by refinishing quite as much as is Chippendale, mm -hmm. as you can imagine. Chippendale furniture gets, if it's Philadelphia, they, they go into the carving, yeah. they, they abrade the, you know, you're, you, you're mm -hmm. a conservator, so you know. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. they braid the carving, the wood gets hurt, the, the uh, three-dimensionality of the, of the form on the carving gets, gets taken away, like it would on a bronze, with the, mm -hmm. the, the polished totally. The buff of bronze. All, all that yeah. stuff. Um, so uh, that, that, that's not so bad, but certainly I'm not saying it's okay to finish your federal piece. I'm saying that if you have one you're finished, you know, it's not... I think it doesn't hurt it as much. Um, mm -hmm. I'd rather have it all original, but um, but it should be also refinished in a proper way using grain filler and and shellac or whatever it is instead of you know uh, var I mean uh, polyurethane. <laughs> which exactly, is, is a travesty. <laughs> it's a tra That's a tra yeah. polyurethane is is a travesty, right? And but I but I I was I wanted to make the point if I have time that um, that the. There are pieces that you really can refinish, and and I, I want to. I, I always want to do this on the road show. Maybe this summer will be the time. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the, 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 you know those press back chairs that come in sets yeah. of six with the spindle backs. Lady came in and said, "I haven't touched. It. I've done everything you said. <laughs> I haven't touched it." You know, at the road show, and I said, "This is okay. You. Yeah. This is a hundred twenty-five dollar chair." You know, with the old finisher, and it's probably a hundred and sixty dollar chair refinished. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you want to spend the time, if yeah. you have the time to refinish it, it might even be two hundred. And if they're having finish. it to enjoy and use, yeah. And uh, you know, oak does is one of those things that gets that really dark right. finish that is kind of ugly. Well, you, you know, know it, 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 it's, I, yes, I, I know what you mean. I know. I, I mean, some of it's not so much, but you're right. I mean, it's, I'm, my own point was only point was that this is a mass-produced chair. Yeah. It doesn't have great value. There, are, there are thousands of them. 
Yeah. And you're not, you know, you're not doing anything bad to clean that up. And that's that's my feeling. Yeah. Same as in other fields, like you have a, I don't know, like a Volt, well, Volkswagens are great. I'm trying to think of a common car. You know, the same thing in the car world, if it's a yeah. very, very common car. Uh, Pinto. <laughs> Pinto, yeah, there you go. You know, you, know, you, know, you can Death retain traps. it. <laughs> yeah. um, Let's talk a little bit, we're just about out of time here, but let's talk a little bit about your auction. Um, you started that, first of all, you started in 2009 with a bang. Right, thank and, you. And uh, your uh, your next auction coming up? My, so, our next auction is uh, June 12th, and uh, right here at the townhouse on 69th Street. And this is know. 2012, by the way, just in case someone listens yeah. to this June, five years from June now. June 12th, 2012, right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's right here in the townhouse, and it's the first auction we've had in the town now, oh, so it's this is going to be your first one here. Yeah, first one. All right. Yeah, great. It's, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge, but I think m much of the bidding today is on the phone and yeah, and the internet. And because of the internet, we use uh, live auctioneers and and our fact uh, mm -hmm. uh, for this sale. Plus, you're going to have um, a preview, I'm sure, of enough days where people can come in and leave oh, yeah. bids and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you can you can leave bids days before. In fact, people can come in now and look at, at things. They're all in order in these boxes, mm -hmm. believe it or not. And and uh, and it's but we had bidders from twenty eight countries and when when we last counted our two January sales ago. Twenty eight countries. Wow. I can't even name twenty eight countries if I yeah. tried to I'm like I I'd get to Sudan and I'd say, Okay, what's next? You know, I got yeah. I don't know, I like to stop at twenty five or but honestly, that we had people calling from from that number of countries. Wow, and, that's great! And uh, the first calls we get are from Europe and Asia. It's just a, it's just a whole different mm. world. You just you can reach the world and yeah, and we guarantee everything we sell, and that's a that's really important. important thing. Yeah, I mean we we stand by everything a hundred percent. So yeah. it, it really uh, it's it's not buyer beware. It really yeah. isn't. And you're, do you have, um, are you having like one or two auctions a year or what's? Well, we have, we have this sale. We have an October 2nd sale of, mm -hmm. uh, of everything, American, European, American and European paintings, decorative arts, Asian mm -hmm. furniture. And then we have the January sale during January Americana week. Uh, right. Last sale, we, we, had a, we had a nice sale there mm -hmm. and a big sale and a one-day sale. And uh, where that chest sold that I mentioned yeah. that, that and it was a really, really, it was very nice. And we, we usually do that with Stephen O'Brien. Uh, oh, yeah, from Copy, Boston. Copy Galleries, yeah. Because yep. mm -hmm. he has decoys and sporting pictures. Right. So yeah. so we'll probably do that again. I've mm -hmm. got to talk to Stephen, but uh, that was a, it's a great team, team effort because we just used the same space. So it's great. Yeah, yeah. And your, is it KenoAuctions.com? Yes, thank you. It's uh, K-E-N-O auctions a-u-c-t-i-o-n-s dot com and our, our website's up and we've made a few improvements to it so at least uh -huh. it's, it's not quite so boring now it's now it's now it's <laughs> oh, I like it. fun. Your, <laughs> your images change and things like that yeah, so in closing is there anything you can think of you want to say about what do you think the future of collecting is going to be do you think it's going to head toward modern more i mean i, I to be perfectly honest uh you know I do think it's going to head towards modern. That doesn't mean that there, that there won't be collectors for the best of other mm -hmm. areas. Right. For yeah. the best uh, from Chinese export to silver, you mm -hmm. know, to and all the aesthetic period pieces, um, you know, just on and on and on, you know. I, I don't think stickly furniture is ever going to go out of style. The yeah, best there's, not so, there's not like tons and tons of it either. Right. 
you know, so I think that'll always be collected it's, too. We just have to pass this on to our to our to the younger generation, teach them to. I think we have to find out how to use the social media. Yes. Uh, to spread the message, and that's just what you're doing, which is yeah. great, Martin. Well, thank and you. And that's yeah. I congratulate you on having this show, and uh, it's a great idea, and it's doing doing well. So yeah, here's Thanks. to you. All right. If I had a shame, champagne glass, I'd <laughs> toast you. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, thank, Lee. You, thank you for having me. Yeah. So this is Martin Willis with Lee Kino, and we're signing off. website antiqueauctionforum.com please stop by the forum message board click on the community tab at the top of the menu bar and you can join in on a topic post your own website links and do a lot more thanks so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's show